So are we ready to do this? Yeah. I think we should do the new song. Kick it. All right, ladies and gentlemen, live via the internet from Austin adjacent Leander, Texas, please welcome the longest running and most prolific independent podcast about movies from this area, (laughs) the Film Thugs Movie Show. That one's Clarkson, this one's Jim, and we are here to destroy. Yeah! That's what I'm talking about. This, I think, is a better way to kick off the show than what we've been using oh, th- than the other stuff. I think I blew out an ovary. <laughs> <laughs> I think this has to be our new opening in general. Uh, I agree. I, I Thank you. I knew you would. For some reason, I had a feeling yeah, would be down with it. So uh, <clears throat> before uh, we get going on what we're here to talk about, there is something that we... Uh, we definitely need to talk about, and that would be what you did this weekend, and that would be what you watched this weekend. Yes, Yes, indeed. And we need to hear about the mistake (laughs) and the utter, have you fucking broads lost your goddamn mindsness? Man. That is. Fifty Shades of Grey. If you were following along on Twitter, Mm -hmm. I uh, tweeted the experience. Yes, the the sun exploded. (laughs) I, uh, I, I wanted to do more. Uh-huh. But at a certain point, you just kind of stare at the wall. Uh-huh. As one person on Facebook put it, uh, it's like an hour and a half long Audi commercial. Okay, nice. Sort yeah. of. Sort of. Well, for my, Only those are better. For me, the, issue, the only issue I take with it as a film is anyone who claims that shit is romantic and not creepy and possessive and abusive I just don't understand you. I don't even, I don't know. Maybe it is in the book. I... No, in the book, it's evidently worse. Like, in the book, it's like he, he fucking tracks her phone to where she's at a party and, like, just shows up and drags yeah. her out of it and shit. Like, yeah, that's, it's, it's, it's creepy. Essentially, any and everything that this dude does would be enough for a girl that wasn't some naive virgin that he was totally taking advantage yeah. of to be like, this is done. We're done here. This is over. Yeah. It's, there is no build... There is no, um, there's zero, as I put on Twitter, they have all the erotic chemistry of potatoes and concrete. Right. (laughs) There's just, there's nothing. Right. There's no bill. There's no hint of, even the flirting is like. Empty. and Empty and nothing builds to, okay, now we're going to have sex. Well, here's what the problem with. Or whatever. Here's what the problem with L. James, uh. The James, mm. formerly Snow Queen's Ice Dragon, who wrote this as Twilight fan fiction. Uh-huh. Let us make no mistake that that's what this is. Evidently, the script and the direction, they had like badass scriptwriters and a badass director who fucking tried to turn this into something better. Mm-hmm. And L. James just kept saying, <laughs> uh, no, that's not my vision. No, no, you're not changing that. No. Well, we really need to have this because otherwise he just, mm, no. Well, that is very clear. Uh-huh. The stitches are clearly seen. Yeah, that's like, what it seems here's like. Here's where a scene is going to come to... No. Yeah. We'll just stitch this together. Scene. You would react this way if... No. We'll just fucking <laughs> cram these things together. It is so weird. And the S&M, uh-huh. as Nicole put it, his playroom for his Xbox and stuff, uh-huh. is so much more bark than bike. bite. <laughs> there is, it's like... Tickle your ass with a feather. Here's a riding crop. Dong. <laughs> <laughs> you know? uh, 
here's a blindfold with my tie. Here's a here's I don't know what this is. A uh, uh, cat of nine tails, and I just kind of rub across your butt. Don't. <laughs> there is there is look no master of S and M. But it's all about. But you are a master of delicate eroticism from the female perspective. Oh, well, you bet your ass. Yeah, and uh, it's all about build. It's the uh-huh. it, it, trust and build, and it, it, you just draw that out as long as possible mm-hmm. while still enjoying yourself. Yeah. And then you get to that to the dong. If you get to it at all, and dong. This no, no. It's like. Tickle, tickle, dong, tickle, tickle, dong. So this was like a teenage boy's idea of foreplay. Uh, yeah, yes. Yeah. Very, very much Where so. It's like, I'm going to put my hand on your breast, and now mm. here's my penis. Right. Yeah. The stampede towards the clitoris. <laughs> John Cleese would put it. Everything about this just looked. Uh, previous, everything that I've heard, everything that I've seen, this film looks wretched. Oh. And honestly, it just feels like something that that the more seriously I posted on the internet, on the Facebook a long time ago, I would love if I, the only reason I would like to be single nowadays is because I could save so much time on a date. So what do you think of Fifty Shades of Grey? I love it. Waiter, separate checks. Out the door. Like there was uh, a season on The Bachelor where they had some dozy broad who apparently just defined herself based off her love of Fifty Shades of Grey. It showed her reading it and she was like, woo, doing that that shirt puff out thing to cool your breasts off because apparently you're getting – women are exactly like from uh, Top Secret where their breasts glow a a warm heated glow upon arousal. She whose breasts defy gravity. (laughs) Everything about that movie. Looked repellent, awful, it's and so just bad. sad to me. He does this a lot. This is great, and then a long list of film thug visuals. Yes. Oh, so okay. one eye. He's try, I guess he's trying to be sexy, uh-huh. but he just had. I had. I've got a sty. Right. And it uh-huh. kind of hurts, and I got to put a wet compress on it overnight so it finally pops. It, but it, until then, <laughs> Anastasia Steele. <laughs> <it's>, <laughs> I want you to meet. <laughs> like Carpathia, <laughs> because I'm E.L. Fudge, writer, <laughs> writer of this. El, El, El Fudge. El Fudge. It's it's so funny <laughs> to me because evidently in the book, if you went through and had to remove every time someone blushed or flushed, oh, it would cut the. It would be like removing people dying in slow motion from the the Wild Bunch. It would be a pamphlet or a preview. Like, oh, oh so it's a, it's a three-minute-long movie. A penis in my vagina or wherever. That is a cut from the film. Yeah, that's, that's – that's, <laughs> well, and evidently the girl, the, the lead, Anastasia Steel. Steele, who meets Christian Grey, like, she referred to – she c- continually refers to it as down there. Oh, Sorry, from when I Australia? Yeah. When I was twenty years old, if I went out with a girl who was like, I just want you to touch me down there. I'd be like, Holy <laughs> shit, where is Chris where's the fucking catch a predator guy? Evidently uh, I'm I'm breaking the law right now. Yeah. I'm gonna have to be on a list for the rest of my life. Yes, yes. Uh so just, You know, um Melanie Griffith has never been the biggest turn on for me. No. But she's mm. certainly easy on the eyes. Yes, she is. And even if she's not exactly a cup of tea, she does ooze sexuality. Yes, she does. Her daughter does not. Uh, her daughter takes after Don. <laughs> I don't know. No, Don. I Don. Goddamn Johnson. Hey, yeah, you want to talk about some Johnson? Oh, yeah, 
Heartbeat. Okay, I have that song. I, dude, I, I love it. I know that song because it's one of the songs on the rock station on Grand Theft Auto. Fuck yeah. <laughs> so I'm driving along. Don't care what you say. You give it away. Give Your it away. money don't mean much to me. Looking for a love, a love like mine. Tell me it's so hard mm. to find. Dweezil Zappa. <laughs> yeah, that's where's the fucking Dweezil on it. What? Dweezil's no fool. No. Okay, yeah. He was like, how much now? Yeah, that's fine. Look, I've listened to the song, and I realize the most important question I can ask right now is, how much mm-hmm. and how many days? Oh, excellent. Mm, oh, perfect. That sounds Good to me. wonderful. Nope. And you know it was Don cutting a check out of his personal account. I would hope so. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No studio's going to front. Look, look. I have to get this demo. Then we take <laughs> it to the record company. We get a contract. Then we can pay you. Yeah. Because this is, this is a guaranteed record contract. This and, is up there with She's Like the Wind from Patrick Swayze. Oh, man. Just a fool to believe I have anything she needs. She like the wind. She like the wind. Although you want to talk about using sexuality. Yeah. Yeah. Bet your ass. The thing is, evidently, L. James, I think, wants to do the screenplays and at least direct one of them. (laughs) Oh, I (laughs) want it, please. And evidently, everyone other than the the talking props um, (laughs) want fucking nothing to do with it. And from what I hear, your description of their chemistry holds to what they were like in interviews outside of it. They look like, I do not want to be with this person. In case you're wondering, what do you mean? Um, if you've seen the Hulk movie, original one with uh, Banna and Connor, yeah. and I refer to it all the time as the example of no chemistry. Yeah, yeah, it's like that, but uh-huh. worse. The one from Hulk crackles with sexual energy compared to this. Oh yeah, I hear that it's just—is is there like a lot of good nudity in it, or is it just like like really? s- sex with a blanket over him? No. Okay. Gear is taken off. Gear is taken off. Do we see a lot of man ass? We see a bit of man ass. Okay. The last than I uh, hoped for. Hoped for, yes. Less <laughs> yeah. oh, than I wrote in my dream journal. Yeah, I sure did. Mm. <laughs> Come on, Squinty. Drop trial one more time. You have a sty. Poor yeah. man's cavil. Yeah. Mm. What I love is the, <laughs> yeah. the biggest mm. indicator on that were the people who ran from it. Like that Charlie Hunnam from uh, uh, b- 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 Sons of Anarchy was yep. attached. And then I was like, like, I have to get, I have to go. I am out. I'm real busy with this show that's about to begin. Yeah, yeah we're done. It was, uh, uh, the show got, but I have to do press. Yeah, there's things to do. Oh, Jesus. I can't. There's things to catch bills to pay. It's, you know? Yeah. It, it, nothing makes sense. Yeah. It's awful. Uh-huh. And hilarious. Awesome. I'm, so. I, when the riff track comes out, I'm getting it. Oh, yeah. Other than that, I don't see any need to. No. No, 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 it was definitely a after dinner and drinks decision. (laughs) Did you, did you do it off pay-per-view or? Oh, yeah. Okay. It's like, oh, come on, let's fucking do it. Why not, babe? Come on, babe. She's like, it's six bucks for this piece of shit. I'm like, exactly. Six bucks? Six bucks. Yeah. It's right here. No harm, no foul. I don't have to leave. I got a fridge full of beer. Don't even have to go to Redbox. That's great. And now, this... This movie happening could not have eased the blow. That is the tragic fucking news of Big Flat's discontinuation. Yeah. We don't yeah. know it 100% for a fact yet, but it's, but it's our fairly minister certain. of Big Flat's propaganda, Chad, yeah. Chad Pettit, yes, did uh-huh. report to us yes. via Twitter mm-hmm. that yeah. it is no more. Yes. At least in Walgreens. Uh-huh. Apparently that brewery still exists and produces Big Flat's. You know what else they produce? Big Flat's Light. Yes. 
Yeah. Yeah. That's not possible. Siri. Siri, look up Big Flats. Fuck you, James. <laughs> Come on, Siri. I don't have time for your bullshit. God damn, she's a moody asshole, oh, isn't yeah. she? Yep. But yeah, there is. Hold on. I've got to look this up just because you got to make certain that I am not blowing smoke up you. Uh, where is this whore? Um... Snackle Stamps is awesome. Look, here's some cocaine pudding. Here's some more cocaine pudding. Ooh, cocaine pudding. <laughs> oh, we're going to get to that. But yes, you will notice. Foom. Big Flats what? Light. God's name. I believe it is akin to this. <laughs> nice jug of water. Yeah. Ahui. Water. Yeah, yeah. Weird. Weird, weird, weird. So yeah, hopefully something will be done. I don't know because it's no worse than anything. I mean, it's it's you know for the price. What, look, Jesus. whatever. Just as long as it is sort of not awful. As long and yeah. the same price point. Yeah, if it's that's what sa- I'm after. If it's the same price point and it's not steel reserve. I it, well yeah, I said not awful. Mm-hmm. So I I'll have to, to get this big flats back piece covered up. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, no, dude, you keep that. You, you yeah. just have them write the words in black lettering now. <laughs> just as, you know, a memory. Just, yeah. you know, so it's always there. So it's always a part of you. And big flats will I never leave this world. To remember. <laughs> okay. Uh, so. Dear Lord. Speaking of awful nightmares, <laughs> uh, we are... I, honestly, from a dramatic structure standpoint, I have no concept of where we are. And we're going to go further down the rabbit yeah, hole with in the, the next scene. J.J. Abrams' Superman script, which is apparently in the Superman circles known as the flyby. Who knows? Here's the thing. We're 33 pages in. Let's recap what's happened. First off, status of Krypton. Still there. Still there. Mm-hmm. Um all the Zors are still yeah, there. Yeah, the Zors, who are apparently somehow related to Superman. The so, Zors and Els go way back. Yeah, the Zors and Els are... It's, 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 it's a complex dance <laughs> with a rhythm you can't quite comprehend. Right. Um, Superman, as a child, has worn a big baggy suit that came out of a giant legs-style football. Right. Uh... And we're up to speed. That's a, that's a half a goddamn hour. Uh, all we know is Krypton is a Japanese Soviet state. Right in the middle of a civil war. Yes. Uh-huh. Jorel is in prison. Yes. And Lara <laughs> is no more, apparently. When last we left them, yeah. she was missing her head. Yeah, she was missing her head. Hey! hey I said, hey, Jorella! Hey, Jorella! Why are you shooting the bambino into space, huh? <laughs> I love, love, love. Even if it's our just small little circle. Yeah. When those memes of our... Uh, Comedy? Come up? Question mark? The the one with Chiara. Chiarella, what do you mean you're building a spaceship to send the baby away? A spaghetti. A spaghetti. I have some parmesan. (laughs) Chiarella, what's the matter you? It's the best. Why you send off the babina? (laughs) I love Father Guido Sarducci. He is one of my my favorite characters ever. Yeah, Joe. Oh, we get Don, what's his real name? Don something or other. But Father Guido Sarducci, I need another beer. Okay. Because it's been one of those days. <laughs> and you know what else is one of those days? days? All of them. <laughs> yes. Um, my life has become a joke. Uh, what do we got here? 
I want something that won a blue ribbon well before the Cubs won their last World Series. <laughs> which, by the way, happened before women could vote. Whoa. I don't know if I've ever had a PAPS now that I'm thinking on it. Really? Yeah. I, well, I, pr- I must have. Say, pre-hipster yes. for all you uh, youngins out there. That was just one cheap-ass beer yeah, next uh-huh. to any other cheap-ass beer. Right. That if you were of the broke and or broken punk rock persuasion, yes. you drank with regularity. Yeah. Uh-huh. You weren't doing it to make a statement. When it was a statement, I, there was no wax in anyone's mustache. Nope. These no. 10 bucks for a six-pack at Sprouts. What? I mean, not, I mean, sorry, 12-pack. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. Well, <laughs> what? We we might have to start doing the case of Natty Daddies, which is just the large can of natural. I believe it's natural light. Oh, I sent you that picture. I saw yeah. that. I, w- I didn't quite put that together. Yeah, those are those are just large cans of natural light. Or case of tall boy. It's a case of tall boys. Yeah, finally. Yeah, you fucking people, listen to me. Well, and it has to be out here. Let's be honest. That's not happening in Austin proper. Yeah, those are. It is twenty. Oh, wait a minute. No, they're 12 ounces. Shit, what the fuck? Oh, 24 beers, 12 ounces. Beautiful dream just got crushed right in front of me. 6% alcohol by volume, but Natty Daddy. That's what they're calling the case, the Natty Daddy. I think it's not light. I think it's just regular Natty. Well, certainly. That's (laughs) up there with the uh, Big Flats Light. Why on earth would you do that? We're already here on the ground floor. We yeah. don't need to add a basement. Right. We're here. Let's start digging. We've, we've arrived. Yeah. Natural light. Oh, yeah. I had the natural light days. They were holding hands with the Doral days. You know what pisses me off about natural light and awesome? See, I own a ke- I owned a kegerator once mm-hmm. upon. Uh, so I was intimately aware of the case uh, of the cost per keg. Natural light cost the exact same as Ziegenbach by right. keg. So when you went to a party and someone's like, oh yeah, we just went cheap so we have natural light. No, you didn't go cheap. You're a dick. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. You're an asshole. They're probably drinking the keg of Zieg inside. Yeah, and yeah. It's, the, this the, is for the pro. Got, got the yard keg. The yard keg. See, I am considering, so if I hadn't stopped, let's, if I hadn't stopped the daily drinking, I would rebuild my kegerator. But uh, doing a kegerator when you're it's when a lot you're of effort, yeah, it's a it's it, it's a lot of effort, and I'm no longer young enough to be enthusiastic about that. Yeah, buy the little kegs of Heineken or the little kegs of Newcastle. Remember the night we bought the two little kegs? Night. Yeah, we did that. <laughs> we did fairly that regularly. On occasion, yeah. There was a night that I bought Bitburger, the Bitburger, I believe. Yes, Bitburger. Yes, the night that I showed up with the two. One liter beer steins. Yeah. Yeah. And we yeah. drained two of them in very short order. Yeah. Good thing I had all those uh, extra cases of beer. <laughs> to, to use Clarkson's own words, if I owned a brewery, I would still, I need another six. Just, yep. that's, just that's, that's how it was. On reserve. Then. I need a slush yeah. six just to be ready. Another for way it. of putting that is alcoholic. <laughs> I, think I, I think I got it tamed. It's a there, it's a beer enthusiast. Yeah, we'll go with that. that yeah, we'll good. go with beer enthusiasts. Yes. So yes, uh, before we get started, uh huh. Oh, <laughs> once again, please. All right. Gotta be honest, that fridge, best fucking investment I've made in this joint. Oh yeah. 
Dude, when the next Lost Weekends happens, we're going to just fill that with whatever and sit up here. It's going to spill out. Oh, it's going to be glorious. It's going to be glorious. I tells you. Glorious. <clears throat> and I'm still thinking of do, trying to do a full-on brisket on my grill one day this summer. As well you should. Just fuck it. Say fuck it. It's going to take 12 hours to cook this thing. That, that will be involved. Oh, yeah. But uh, it would just be me sitting on the back porch getting... Daydream. I burned this. I don't give a shit. Everybody got a ham sandwich. Yeah. It was ham to burn ends. Yeah. It's entire brisket of nothing but burn ends. Exactly. The secret knowledge. Okay. So, do we have to read the disclaimer? Ah. The following presentation is being presented as a parody intended in a transformative manner. In addition, all commentary provided will prove that this is being done for both an educational and critical standpoint. All of which, as also we are not charging for this at all, and we are not creating a duplicate of this, uh, of the script itself. Our performance is the only thing that will be duplicated. Everything that we're doing here falls us within what is known as the fair use doctrine. So presenting it in the manner in which we are, we are not actually violating any copyrights. So what do you want from me? I'm wearing my good guy badge. Is there... I've got, have. I've got my, my good guy badge. Oh, up. yes. I've got Actually, we need to keep our good guy badges next to us so whenever we use them, we can just go ahead and put them on. Yep. I got each of us a good guy badge. Yeah, so. I'll, uh, I'll shoot a picture of this out on Twitter. <laughs> yeah. So good. Uh, uh, uh. And now we are with, uh, to catch up with really what's going on right now, listen to last week's episode because fucking hell. It's not bad. <laughs> it's not bad. Um. <clears throat> We have just uh, witnessed the murder of Lara. Lara. And uh, Jorel watches him die. I love you. I love you too. Where is Cal L? And then he, he cuts her head off with a samurai sword. <clears throat> Interior. Oh, sorry. Exterior. Metropolis University campus. Night. Six drunk screaming students goofing off crossing campus. No doubt en route to a party. How do we know they're en route? They're drunk. They might be leaving. Yeah. We boom down to find 20-year-old Clark walking with his roommate, Jerry Schuster. <gasps> a... Inside reference. <laughs> what? Uh, which, it's funny. If his, na- <laughs> if his full name is not spoken, then uh, we'll see how big a deal that reference right. is. Um, a big, handsome fraternity type. Clark, true to form, is still... The glasses-wearing introvert. Jerry, I don't want to do this. <laughs> I'm no good at parties. I don't have fun. Well, how could you know? It's been four years, Clark. You never leave our room. <laughs> 20-year-old Clark, who apparently went to college when he was 16. I'm sorry. His name is Jerry Schuster. I'm going with that. Take that, Bill's Emporium. <laughs> oh, what's this? A nebbish voice? <laughs> Jerry's turned. He roughly but kindly unbuttons Clark's shirt, loosening him up. I'm getting Susan. <laughs> I'm getting... I'm getting... Come on now. <laughs> I'm getting Susan. We'll be at the party in ten. When we get there, I want to see you inside, drunk, hanging from something and acting like a monkey. I'm going back to the dorm. Jerry whips out a term paper. Clark's eyes go wide. Then you're not getting this back. Jerry, I have to turn that final in tomorrow. Then get your scared little ass to the party. You can do it. 
Still holding the paper, Jerry heads off. Clark sighs. Exterior, frat house, night. Clark walks up as a group of partying students walks past him. He approaches the house nervously. He stands outside, staring at the side of the house. Drapes obscuring a view into the house. So Clark raises his glasses and uses his x-ray vision. We can see what he sees, and it's incredibly cool. All his eye, As his eyes scan the house, it's as if portions of the exterior wall vanish, providing a view into the party. Dancing and drinking, lots of kids laughing, having a blast. Clark could not be less of a candidate. He looks increasingly worried about going in there. Then we push in on Clark as he sees something that makes his heart Stop. A beautiful brunette girl standing in the middle of the party, looking somehow out of place. This is Lois Lane, incoming freshman. And she's standing there, observing the outsider. We will come to learn that in many ways, Lois is just as much an alien as Clark. Clark watches her for a moment. She's in slow motion. But then a couple approaches her, a blonde girl and big guy. The couple's been drinking. They're heading upstairs for some fun and clearly trying to get Lois to go with them. Oh, my. Clark wa- That's ballsy. Clark watches as she declines. The blonde takes her arm, but Lois pulls away, making some excuse. How about I don't want to go have a threesome, you dick? And heads for the back of the house. Clark puts his glasses back on, adjusts his clothes a little, takes a deep breath, and heads off. Through the kitchen windows, Louis, kids par- through the kitchen windows, kids party. But out there, it's like a sanctuary. Lois is alone, looking out at the night. And Clark walks up, a st- walks up the steps. A beat. It takes a bit of courage to get up. Great party. It sucks. <laughs> I'm trying to figure out the right voice for the for, for Lois here. <laughs> Great party. It sucks. <laughs> a beat. Clark nods. This isn't gonna work. He turns to leave. When Lois says more, more to herself than to him, I cannot believe I'm here. Me neither, actually. This girl from high school, Abby Farmer, she and I are going to be freshmen next year, and she said that we... I'm sorry, that's, I, I, I'm not going to be able to maintain that. <laughs> <laughs> this girl from school. <laughs> hey, copyright infringement. <laughs> <laughs> this girl from high school... Abby Farmer, she and I are going to be freshmen here next year. She said we needed to come out tonight. We needed to network, but we're not even friends, okay? If I, might, if I may, uh-huh. channel something from your past. Okay. Oh. <laughs> don't, don't work some shit out. Uh-huh. This girl from high school, Abby Farmer, she and I are going to be freshmen here next year, and she said we needed to come out tonight. We needed to network, but we're not even friends, okay? The only reason she wanted me to come out was so she wouldn't show up alone. Damn it. I predicted this would happen. Now Abby's almost unconscious drunk. I'm upstairs with some 300-pound former Lincoln High All-Scar football doughhead. Whoa. That's a lot of info. It is. She's and size 12. What? <laughs> and I'm stuck out here waiting for her to... Finish, quote-unquote, finish with him so that I can drive three hours back home while she's passed out riding shotgun. Great party. Your fly's undone. Oh. <laughs> Sorry. So they're in high school, and some dudes... This, yeah. She finish with... Uh, as he does up his zipper, she says frustrated, 
Maybe I need to lighten up, just chill and try to network. Hi, what class are you in? What's your major? This is actually a sensitive subject for Clark. I, um, I'm a senior and undeclared. You're an undeclared senior? Oh, well, that was nice. Non-judgmental reaction. I'm sorry, that was rude. I just don't know what I want to do yet. That's all. I have uh, some other questions <laughs> I'm still working on. That's cool. I'm just one of those freaks who's always known what I want to do. That's why I hate school and parties. I just want to skip it all and get on with it. Yeah? To do what? Journalism. I'm going to graduate in three years, move to a city, and start writing for the Daily Planet. That's my plan. Maybe that maybe it's how she smells, but Clark is in love with her. Easy, big dude. She raise she reads his gaga stare as common skepticism. You think I'm peculiar? No. Overambitious. No. Too focused on the future to really exist in the present. No. <clears throat> That's not what I was thinking. That's what none of us were thinking. Suddenly the door opens. It's Abby and the big guy. Hey! So there's a party in town. Let's go. I'm not going to another party. The big guy takes Lois's arm. Come on, I'm I driving. said no. Hey. Trust me, you have fun. Leave her alone. Excuse me. I'm, I'm taking over the, okay, ro- the role of the big guy. Was I talking to you? But instead of killing the guy, Clark is frozen. He's terrified. As the big guy pushes Clark again and again, it quickly becomes clear that over the years, Clark has been terrified into inaction. He won't even defend himself. The, good guy, the big guy pushes again. And just when it's about to get really ugly, Lois pushes the guy hard. Leave him alone. The big guy turns to her, surprised. Then the big guy pushes her. Before Clark can even react, Lois slams the guy in the face, followed by a flurry of powerful, sudden Krav Maga blows. Krav Maga, that just means punching really fast. Okay. The big guy slams onto the porch, out cold. Clark is absolutely stunned. Abby is aghast. How are we going to find a party? Uh, we're not going to the party. You're going home. Okay, you know what? This is why people don't like you. Because you're not, you're, you're not even normal. Abby storms off. I'm sorry, I think that's the Oscar winner right there. Yes. Abby storms off, leaving Lois embarrassed and sad. Clark watches closely as Lois finally says, Take care. As she heads out. Wait, what? what's your name? Lois Lane. The abnormal Lois Lane. Good luck figuring everything out. None of this makes sense. Thank you, high school senior. Yeah. She turns and heads off. We hold on Clark, considering his, this brief, life-altering moment. Mm. Fade out the sounds of military choppers for blackness. Fade in. Exterior, sky, dusk, as opposed to the interior, sky, dusk. A helicopter roars overhead. We follow it to reveal a normally sleepy desert town in the distance, 50 miles east of Mesa City. Very specific. Much like knowing... Hub City. Much like knowing about that other guy's first and last name. Sure. The sun sets behind the distant mountains as the words appear. Dust City, Arizona, seven years later. Really? Exterior, Dust City night. A dozen police cars are here. Emergency workers in hazmat gear cordon off the streets. Unspool yellow tape. A few dozen 
of residents look on as the chopper lands. Through the swirl of dusk, three black-suited men step off the copter and move forward. At the center is a severe-faced 50-year-old man with closely cropped hair. This is CIA Special Agent Lex Luthor. Dr. Lex Luthor. Dr. Lex Luthor. He did not go to evil medical school, Mm. I know, I know, just to be called Mr. Flanked by a dark-suited former Navy, Navy SEAL Gray and Burke. Police Lieutenant Hannah approaches Luther, who walks briskly, already unhappy. Dr. Luther, I'm Police Lieutenant, Lieutenant Hannah. Thank you for coming. Two hours ago, we received an anonymous, anonymous phone call claiming that what appeared to be a UFO crashed in the area. We found the site and secured the perimeter. I've ordered everyone to keep a distance. It looks like there may be a body. What appeared to be a UFO. Do you know what it is? No? Then it's a fucking UFO, you countrified twit. Hey, I'm from Connecticut. (laughs) Off Luther's steely reaction. Exterior, crash scene, night. We crane down in the middle of a large field. Police weapons at the ready. In the distance, behind a yellow tape, smoke rises in the foreground. We arrive at ground level, and we see a small, crashed vehicle. Pieces of metal strewn about. Some of the surrounding grass on fire. This thing looks like, distinctly, like a crashed pod. This nothing thing, crashes like a pod. Yeah, nothing crashes like a pod. There's not don't even, don't even try. Not not even it looks the same. Luthor and the others stop at the yellow tape. A hundred yards from the crash, Luthor fixes his eyes on the distant fire. We're tight on his hard, determined face. You wouldn't want this guy for an enemy. Luthor quickly walks under the yellow tape towards the crash. Hannah holds up a hazmat suit. What about hazard gear? But Luther keeps, just keeps walking, leaving Gray and Burke behind, ignored. Hannah uses binoculars to follow Luther. The residents, a few dozen of them, watch from behind yellow tape, many with binoculars as well. Luther arrives at the crash, sees what looks like scattered metal pieces and rotor parts, and what looks like the bloody remains of an alien. Hannah and others anxiously watch him through binoculars as Luther moves closer to it, kneels, reaches out with his fingers, and grabs a piece of red, wet flesh. The hell? Luther stares at the flesh. Then he brings the chunk to his mouth and eats it. Whoa! Whoa! Moans of horror. (laughs) Moans of horror and disgust. From all who watch, many wince and turn away. Luthor, indignant, walks back to the police and residents. Turkey and tomato sauce. Your alien is a hoax. Tasty, but still a hoax. What about the ship? The ship's a Ford Escort. Stripped, disassembled. It's actually a nice job. Hey, whoever did this did terrific work. Who's the artist? The residents look at each other nervously. Then two beer-friendly 19-year-old guys step forward. Bashfully proud. Was my idea, but my buddy helped out a little. Sup? Luther looks at them, then turns grim to Burke and Gray. Arrest them. Yes, sir. As Luther turns to leave, there's a camera flash, which becomes a black and white photo from the below the fold story in the Daily Planet. The the story CIA spends millions on little green men, written by Lois Lane. Millions? Millions, yes. Le- oh, go ahead. Lex, I'm not going to pretend this isn't bad news for you. Pull back from the article to reveal that we are in interior CIA Director Dean's office day. 
Wow, that's a lot of words with it D. Is. Uh, a sleek Langley office. Professor Dean Dressler is a classic 60-year-old skull and bones inductee. What? Lex reads Lois's story. Clearly trouble. I'm going to try a different voice for Lex on this. All right. I'm going to try a different voice for Dressler. All right. This obviously isn't the first experimental enterprise financed by the CIA, but these projects remain classified. This reporter, Lois Lane, she was a source. She has printed in the entirety your division's mission statement. Lois Lane was there? How did she know to be in Dust City? The hoax was her idea. She questioned those trailer park boys. Turned out Lane paid them to put the whole thing together. Lex, I'm not questioning your intentions or your integrity, but the CIA can't publicly acknowledge it spends taxpayer money on a hunt for alien species. We should just pull the plug. Dean? At least until the thing settles down. My work, while idiosyncratic and difficult to quantify publicly, is significant. Which would have been obvious had Lane printed the most important detail. Thank God she didn't. Why, Dean, can we let some skirt with a press pass threaten this planet's security? I say we go public with the big secret. That could result in mass hysteria. Well, maybe a little hysterica is just what we need. (laughs) (laughs) Interior, Daily Planet, Day. The skyscraper's headquarters, the skyscraper headquarters of the nation's largest newspaper, were in the heart of the teeming metropolis, a city with a very different feel from from that of Gotham. How do we know that? Because we, we saw it earlier when they were flying above it. Uh, we have no sense of it. We were given no color or flavor to uh, see it at all, except some doors were flying above it. Okay, <laughs> makes that's makes how sense. we know things. All right. <clears throat> um, Metropolis is a shimmering vertical urban center. The happy hopes of the happy combs combo. combo. Okay, mm-hmm. of New York, Chicago, and San Francisco. Today's brilliant blue sky, a magnificent backdrop. What I'm going to do is because it's written this way. Mm-hmm. <sighs> okay, so just keep paying attention over there. You got the sports desk. Interior, Daily Planet Day, the sprawling newspaper office, 25 stories high. We're with Jimmy Olsen, Brooklyn-born, somewhat effeminate 20-something photographer who talks to someone off-camera. Those guys are all like old-school boys club, you know what I'm saying? So unless you're like Mr. Sports Guy, they're never going to ask you for lunch. Never! Come follow me. As he, wa- as he heads off, Clark Kent enters frame, following him. He's 29, and is precisely where we'd expect... <coughs> Given the life trajectory we've witnessed thus far, he wears a suit, tie, hat, and thick glasses, and is insecure as ever. He also carries a briefcase. The tour continues. Coffee room, okay, for breaks and Should whatnot. Should be coffee room. Okay. <laughs> Microwave, sink, toaster, oven, all the emi- Wow, that is a Anemones. Anemones of home. This way. They move through the bullpen to an empty desk. This is your desk. I had this fabricated. A little gift. Yeah, fabricated. <laughs> that's, what you, that's what you had it done, JJ. Fabricated. <laughs> he hands Clark an engraved desk nameplate. Clark Kent. Oh, thanks, Jimmy. It's my name. Clark, because I'm an idiot. It's, it's Clark. Clark. Kent. My name's Clark. You're, you're, you're Clark Kent. Oh. Let me ask you something. There's a woman I met years ago. Here's a random question for you, Jimmy. 
completely random question. I met so her as weird. a senior in high school. Sometime, a long time ago. I just met you, but I met this random woman years ago. Rando broad. <clears throat> She's a reporter here now because I'm a stalker. I wondered if... Jim interrupted by a massive door slam. Clark turns to see... Oh, good sound work. Thank you. To see on the other side of the massive space, Lois storming out of Perry White's office. Jimmy looks troubled. Oh, crap. That's her. As Lois storms over, furiously grabbing items from her desk, which backs up to Clark's desk. Clark's in the eye of the storm. And I think I'm going to go different with Lois here because she's a powerful woman in charge now. Right. We're covering the Air Force One or no? Or no. <laughs> he said he's sick of babysitting me, emphasizing her word, emphasizes words by throwing her items into her bag. He also used the words foolish, reckless, and amateurish. Lois, <laughs> you're talking about Mr. White. He's from another planet. No, he's from another generation, which might make him a brilliant editor, but it doesn't mean he's always right. She paid two kids to fake a UFO crash. Uh-oh. The CIA didn't have to send anyone, but they did. I took a gamble. Planet got the story, and I get disciplined. We're on Luther's press conference. This is Clark Kent. But Lois walked off. They turn when they hear, Clark Kent! Perry White is there, the gruff, white-haired, fast-talking bastard editor-in-chief. Bastard. He shakes Clark's hand. Perry White, you know who I am? Yes, sir. Good, that's not a handshake. What the hell is that? Sorry, sir. I... Jimmy's got a better handshake than that, and he's got a boyfriend. That's it. That is defensive, because all fags are weak. <laughs> Says so in the Bible. <laughs> Right? What the fuck, man? It's in Leviticus 2732. Don't worry about your handshake. Work about your writing. I'll tell... uh, You'll trail Lois and Jimmy for a while. They'll show you the ropes. You've met Jimmy? Yes, sir. He gave me this. Well, that's misspelled. That's why he's just a photographer. Slaps Clark on the arm. Get to work. Perry heads off. They watch him go. When I first met Mr. White, I thought he was just a total asshole. After a long... After a long beat, Clark looks at Jimmy, waiting for the revised opinion. Jimmy realizes. Oh, no. no, That's it. Clark nods, and we cut to a photograph of a UFO, a grainy image, like the kind we've all seen before. And we hear, Ridgeway, Nevada. Ridgeway, Nevada, (laughs) 1993. (laughs) We get Lex Luthor walks in front of it, and we pull back to Interior, Global Center, Day, an auditorium, 50 reporters gathered to watch Lex, who's on stage where the UFO image is being projected. And for this event in New Zealand, there were 80 witnesses. All of them reported that the object reversed course, then vanished into the sky. Hundreds of thousands of sightings are reported every year. Most of them can be explained. Weather balloons, satellite hoaxes. But a few of them cannot. We see Clark shifting in the audience next to Lois. He watches rapt. After all, he could be related to that thing in the picture. What? What? Jimmy and camera are here too. I am director of the Special Operations Division of the CIA, as you may have read in Lois Lane's wonderfully written article. Laughs from the crowd. The fact is, that hoax was Miss Lane's creation, which makes me question her career choice. That's not how legitimate journalists should work. She looks down, humiliated. 
angry. The truth is I am relieved. We can finally talk publicly about what it is we do. A slide appears behind Lex, the CIA's SOD seal. Yes, the Special Operations Division seeks out intelligent extraterrestrial life. And yes, we operate under the assumption that these beings are a threat, a danger to all life on this planet. Clark shifts in his seat, a little uncomfortable. No. This division exists not because we're paranoid, acne-faced science fiction fanatics. But because the CIA already has a UFO in its possession! Shocked murmurs from the crowd. Clark, in particular, is thunderstruck. Thunderstruck. Lois reaches and pushes closed Clark Kent's open jaw. Really? Saying quietly, Bitch, take your hand off me! Bad touch. Nothing gives you that right. Don't be naive. This whole thing is propaganda. It's my old-timey mall hey. voice there. Um, Luther advances to various images. A capsule, a, very much like the one that Cal-El was sent in, lying in a swamp. I led the team that recovered this craft nine years ago. There's clear evidence that someone, something was sent here specifically to this planet. Yet no body was recovered, which means that it is still out there. Clark suddenly looks pale, like he might get sick. You okay? Uh-huh. So what is it doing? Is it studying it? Communicating with its planet of origin? Perhaps designing some sort of attack? Of course, there will be skeptics among you, but my job isn't to convince you of anything. It's simply to inform you that we have evidence... There's a visitor hiding somewhere on Earth right now! We can't afford to assume it's non-violent. And, as we all know, there's no such thing as one cockroach. Clark gets up. A rush to the bathroom. Excuse me. Cliff? Clark? 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 <laughs> it's Bob's there. Yeah, Cl- Clark! Needless to say, if anyone out there has information that could help in our search, I urge you to come forward. Mm. How's your beer? You need another one? Mm-hmm. Now's a good time to, to, to restock here. This is good. Hey, it's good. This is a good, this is a good script. Are crazy awesome. What, what, what are crazy awesome? Truck stops. Truck stops, yeah. Truck stops are crazy awesome. Food? I wouldn't piss on her neck stabbing ass if it was on fire. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> I really think I've gotten to the heart of Lex. Yes. I've discovered who he is as a About person. Billion villain. Yes. Good day! <clears throat> Interior, Global Center, Corridor Day, where Titan Clark, who is on the payphone, looking pallid, edgy, behind him in the background, conference attendees begin streaming out of the doors. He talks stealthily. Mom, it's me. <laughs> yeah, I'm okay. The city's good, thanks. How are you? Good. Listen, that capsule, <laughs> the thing I landed in, where is it? You're sure? It's still there in the barn? Well, no, no reason. I'm just curious. I should go. Yeah, Mom. Love you, too. Not a weird call at all. <laughs> Clark hangs up, and we push in on his puzzled face. 
think Luthor would do if he found one of those aliens? Interior, Daily Planet, night. Dolly across the mostly, the mostly empty office. At this late hour, Clark works at his computer, Lois at hers. Open Chinese food containers from a general cliches dim sum Chinese <laughs> food shop. Cliche Fong. <laughs> Cliche Fong. Don't tell me you believe this crap. What, the alien crap? A little. Clark, that press conference was classic reactive PR fiction. I wrote an article that embarrassed the division of the CIA. The only reason they held that conference is to justify their existence. There is no UFO. Well, well She's Howard Cosell, evidently. Yeah. <laughs> wait a minute. What uh, if, for example, just academically... What if there were aliens on this planet? Their eyes meet. Looking at him, she considers this for a long beat. Mm -hmm. Clark grows nervous. Then, they're on, I'm telling you. You can't believe a thing that man says. You just, there's something about him. You must ha have that sometimes. Instincts about people. Yeah, I, I actually had one about you years ago. You wouldn't team that dude in a frat house. Right, and I thought that was A-OK. -okay. <laughs> We've met before, you and I. At MU, remember? That party at, at Gamma House? You were an incoming freshman. I was a senior. Undeclared. It was your first party. You were driven there with a friend, Abby. A real pain in the balls. <laughs> we were there on the back porch. You were wearing a red sweater. It was 1016. Are you sure it was me? Am I sure it was... Of course. You beat up some guy. You. Oh, my God. I do remember beating up some... A big guy, right? Yes. And, and he had a striped shirt, saggy hair. Yes. And you were out there? This is unbelievable. Well, I'm sorry. I have a hard time remembering. I blew that guy for an hour after. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, you should know. I, I, you, and you should know. <laughs> I'm sorry. And you should know. I have a really good memory. It doesn't matter. I only brought it up because I wanted to say thank you. That night, you said that one day you were going to become a journalist. And work here. I won't bore you with the details, but you sort of helped me give me a direction. So you heard a high school senior say one sentence yeah. and it changed the direction sure of your life? You got well, a great ass. You're horrifying. <laughs> I did that for you? Clark smiles at her, grateful, a bit shy. Yeah. Her phone rings. Lois Lane. Clark works. Stealing occasional glances at her. Yes, sir. The press conference piece is almost locked. It was? At what time? Yes, sir. No, sir. I won't blow this. Thank you. President's flight was rescheduled. I'm interviewing him tomorrow morning on Air Force One. I have to catch a train to D.C. Could you please proof this? I wonder if something's going to happen with that flight on Air Force we'll One. We'll see. That might cause the arrival of someone. Done. Congratulations. Thanks. Jimmy's going to freak. I'll see you later. She heads off. Then mid-office turns back. Eureka. Your fly was undone. Yes, it was. <laughs> Do you want to see it? <laughs> a, st a setting gum. <clears throat> he almost laughed. Seriously, do you want to see it? <laughs> Watching Lois smile and head off. Exterior, Washington, D.C. Our musical score creates an atmosphere of power and anticipation. 
The National Mall in all of its glory. The brilliant white Washington Monument. White, huh? <laughs> Pierces the deep blue sky. Exterior, Andrews Air Force Base. Day, Lois Lane, Jimmy Olsen behind her, moves through a security checkpoint. <laughs> then continue onto a tarmac. We pan with them, revealing Air Force One. Under prep, White House staff and members of the press climb the stairs to, the in- to enter the plane. Lois and Jimmy follow. Interior, Air Force One cockpit. Day, the crew performs a flight check. Interior, Air Force One day. Lois and Jimmy take their seats. She's trying as hard as she can not to reveal her giddy excitement. Then the sound of jet engines starting up. Exterior, Andrews Air Force day. The turbines begin to turn and we push in as the engine panel at the front of the engine. It's loose, (gasps) rattling. But on this foreboding image we cut two... Interior, Clark's apartment day. We push through the moving boxes that litter the place. And there's Clark. Asleep in bed. His radio alarm goes off. Music plays. Clark hits the snooze button and within seconds is asleep again. Five more minutes. Exterior sky day. Air Force One climbs to an altitude. Interior Air Force One day. Lois looks over her notes. Jimmy is putting napkins, menu cards, anything Air Force One into his camera bag. Lois sees this and says, Jimmy. What? Come on. You know we're going to take this stuff. A staff member approaches and talks to Lois. The president's ready to see you. Thank you. Lois gives Jimmy a look, then heads to the front. Exterior, Air Force One day. The plane flies and the camera moves to the engine with the loose panel. We push in tight on the panel. It's shaking violently now. Interior, Air Force One cockpit, day. The pilots, as the plane reaches its 33,000-foot altitude. Suddenly, an emergency light flashes. A constant buzzing. They react. Technical chatter. Buzz, buzz. Uh, air flight gaining altitude. Dulles, I need to... Mayday. Lois, uh, interior Air Force One days. Lois follows the staff members down the aisles as the fashion... Fasten... Fashion... Fashion? Seatbelt. Fashion you're talking. Light illuminates. Light illuminates. Yeah, that's what it does. Goes on. Um... Exterior, first one day. The engine panel rips loose and is sucked into the turbines. Blades shatter. The engine explodes. And the plane banks hard. This is action. Interior, Air Force One, day. Lois falls to the floor. People scream. Everything tilts. One of the journalists on the plane phone reports. Oh, my God! (laughs) Robert, we're going down! We're to dive! It's Mr. Devaney. <laughs> Mr. Devaney's back. I'm going to go rape this reporter real quick. <laughs> I'm going to fuck this turbine! <laughs> <laughs> the pilots frantically try to collect the plane's altitude. Feverish radio calls. Exterior Air Force One day. The plane dives hard and smash cut to interior Clark's apartment day. Clark is unconscious and his radio goes off again. DJ, then what's Air Force One? Appears to be having engine problems. Clark hits snooze again. Is instantly asleep. Interior, Air Force One, cockpit. That's pretty fucking instant news to get. Right now, it looks like Air Force One's having the engine problem. Trouble the turbines exploded in midair. Hey, hey it's 9 o'clock. We've got an 80% chance of showers, and the traffic's backing up at the 409. But hey, the president might die. Guess what's happening? Pink Floyd. Dingo, sounds like another engine now went out. <laughs> down on me from Jackal. 
<laughs> Jackal with a Y. <laughs> Interior. Air Force One Day. It's mayhem in there. Alarms blaring. <laughs> engine two is red lighting. Exterior. <laughs> Air Force One Day. A second engine blows. Black smoke balls from it as the plane plummets. Interior. Air Force One Day. Lois, terrified, holds onto the seats as she desperately tries to make it back to Jimmy. Now we see the president, who, along with his wife and daughter, are surrounded by Secret Service agents, hey, all terrified. Hey. Secret Service agents, you may not know this, they're trained to dive in front of the plane crash so that well, it doesn't affect the president. There's a notion that the plane's <laughs> going to crash. But black lives matter. Let me be clear. What? Interior, Clark's apartment day. Push in on sleeping Clark as a reporter's voice fades up. We're receiving information from a source on the aeroplane that Air Force One has lost two of its engines and is at this moment plummeting towards Earth. Suddenly, Clark bolts away. He turns and looks, and we rack focus in an apartment in the building across the street behind a closed window. A woman irons while watching the TV news report. What? Closed window. All right. Repeating the breaking news, it has been confirmed that Air Force One's in a steep, uncontrolled dive heading for collision. And collide. Yeah, that's really, we're, we're going to, uh, it's happening now. And it's done. Yes. Clark springs from the bed. His mind races. Finally, he realizes exactly what he wants to do. He turns to the moving boxes, scans all of them, rips one open. Under sweaters and sweatshirts is a canister. A whip of his wrists, and the suit bounds out and into the middle of the apartment, standing there like it once did before. Erect. But, <laughs> but this time, it'll fit. <laughs> off Clark's face a wash in trepidation we suddenly pull back at light light no, speed no we don't that's known as a cut uh, at light speed to exterior of Clark's apartment day outside his apartment a long shot from across the street we can make out Clark as he puts on the suit as the suit puts on him oh. And in the same spot, we race in a blur up toward the roof as Superman emerges, blowing the roof access door off its hinges. We then quickly push in tight on Superman's face as he searches the sky. Though, of course, this is still Clark. His typical fear is overwhelmed by intense determination. So we know. Anyone in the past several years who's been raped, murdered, robbed, killed in an accident, uh, any number of horrible, violent acts. Superman was too busy. Well, Couldn't be bothered. Had I wasn't be... sure of myself until the girl I met a year ago was in danger. Oh, and the president. Yes. And that gay fellow. <laughs> With a boyfriend. Mm. <laughs> That's queer. <laughs> and in that moment, he takes off into the sky. Exterior sky day. Air Force One spin dives. Two F-18s appear, flanking the falling aircraft. Why? Mm-hmm. Interior, F-18 day. One of the pilots into Negative his radio. Bad. There's nothing we can do from here. Fuck it. <laughs> Interior, Air Force One day. Lois is trying to climb up towards the rear of the plane. Tears streaming down her face. Oh, Jesus Christ, I hate. I hate what's about to happen here. Piercing the clouds, a human bullet Blurring through the sky, Superman blasts across the horizon. For a moment, Superman stops, steadying himself, still new to flight. We push in tight on his face as his extraordinary eyes and ears scrutinize the sky. He hears the straining engine and takes off again. We pan as he darts through the billowing clouds and exterior, Boston day. Pedestrians in Harvard Square looking upward. 
Look, up in the sky. It's a bird. It's a plane. Oh, my God. It is a plane. We don't want them on our beaches. <laughs> Where's that plane going to go? There's no room to park a plane no. down here. No. They're going to bust it? They're going to bust that plane in? Fucking hard-on's going to try and park his fucking plane right in front of my fucking house. How am I supposed to get down to the fucking yard in the morning? We don't want any bussing. Sorry. planes. Sorry, Robbie. Uh, as Air Force exterior sky day, Air Force One can't recover. The engine straining loudly. The plane spins. F eighteen still flanking. Then the camera pivots, revealing Superman as he arrives, as he approaches the plane. As he reaches for a wing, the plane spirals, sending him tumbling. Superman steadies himself mid tumble and dives again for the plane. He first grabs one of the wings and tries to stop the plane from spinning. Interior F eighteen day. The pilot, having seen Superman. Is astonished. Fellas? Uh, fellas. Exterior, sky, day. Superman strains, pulls on the wing, stopping its spiral. <clears throat> Ripping the wing clean the fuck off. Exterior, interior, Air Force One day. Lois gets to a window, looks out, sees Superman for the first time, and then flies back. Underneath the belly of the plane, her mind spins. Jimmy arrives beside her, taking pictures out the window. <laughs> Exterior, Boston, day. More and more people in the street stop to watch the skies. The, the plunging fuck? plane, many, many run, terrified. The that fuck, fucking hot on, dude. Yeah, Serious. Oh, Jesus. Fucking hot on's going to crash right in the middle oh, of the fucking street. Mary, Jesus Christ. What's going to happen if he destroys my Dunkin' Donuts? I'll have to go to the one three, three fucking... I have to go to the one on the other block. That was not mine. That one was my Dunkin' Donuts. He made the coffee better. Hoisting the entire aircraft on his back, Superman begins to lift the plane. Hey, that's my song. My phone. I don't know anybody in Ohio. Don't um, you? <laughs> not that I know. Not that I know of. Uh, the president and his family, relieved but confounded, look out the window, trying to understand what's happened. What the hell is that? Interior, Air Force One cockpit day. The crew reacts. <laughs> Wally, good j- Wally, good job. <laughs> Guys, I'm not doing anything. Interior, F-18, day. The pilot's eyes locked on Superman. Uh, is anyone else seeing? And this, I don't think so. Radio for... Next stop, Vietnam. Uh, exterior, Kent Farm, Cottonfield, day. In the middle of the expansive field, Jonathan Kent, 71 years old, brings his tractor to a stop. He's listening to his transistor radio. We push in on the newscast as it's heard. And Air Force One, ladies and gentlemen, what we're reporting is being carried to safety by a man in blue with a red cape. Jonathan looks up surprised. Exterior, Boston, day. Some pedestrians are running like mad. Others mostly stunned, frozen in shock as Air Force One is carried safely down to the city. Towards the middle of the Boston Commons, a man dressed in a full-body blue suit and red cape. You prick, there's no parking here! And no fucking doing, you know? I got a fucking game here there's later. no parking! <laughs> Why is he dressed like a fairy? <laughs> Interior, Air Force One cockpit day. Should we... Put down the landing gear? Sure, what the hell? 
as Jonathan exterior cornfield day as Jonathan corn line as Jonathan Kent runs across the field back to the house holding the radio. He's excited, anxious to tell Martha of Clark's extraordinary event. Martha! (laughs) But as he runs, suddenly his face is strained. He drops to his knees. (sighs) Something's wrong. We're tight on his face. Oh my God. Fucking Donner's one. Donner. Yeah. Donner kills Jonathan. And everyone thinks we need to kill Jonathan. Yeah. Thanks a lot. Uh, How many of the comics is Jonathan dead in? None. None. So. hmm. As far as I know. Who knows? Exterior. Boston Commons. Day. The park in the middle of the city. Countless countless Bostonians cheer wildly as Superman gently sets down the president's airplane. Out of breath, Superman looks up at the audience. Out of breath. Out of breath. Yes. Yelling, laughing, shock, applause, and lots of picture taking. I'll say. Superman, Clark, is so unaccustomed at this moment. He's a super neophyte. But he's <sighs> unable to enjoy it. Emergency shoots. Inflate and Secret Service agents begin sliding off the plate. That would fucking be adorable. That would be. Uh, followed by the president, who moves towards Yay. Superman. Agents try to hold him back, but he insists. As the president approaches, he's cautious. Uh, excuse me, do you uh, speak English? Yes, sir. Well, then, uh, there's a notion that I'd like to say two words to you, son. Two words I've never meant more sincerely in my... Excuse me? Superman walks past the president over to Lois Lane, who has just slid down the slide. She looks mm-hmm. up. His hand is there. That's right. She takes it, and he helps her to her feet. She looks up at him, her breath taken away. You okay? Me? She looks down at him. Me? I'm fine. I'm fine. Stunned and grateful to the core. He's perplexed that she doesn't know who he is. Who are you? Who? I'll give you a hint. Fly. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I know. I saw you. How do you... No, no, no. Do that. Fly. (laughs) What kind of hint is that, bitch? (laughs) How you do that? What are you, Stan Lee? <laughs> yeah, Excelsior. Um, I just do, all right? It hits him. She doesn't know who he is. Then from behind him, half a dozen reporters with still and video cameras hurry towards him. Sir, sir, in the, in the red and blue, who are you? Are you a Republican? You, well, where do you come from? <laughs> What's your name? Are you, uh, uh, are you the only one here? Uh, 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 cameras going. Saucy? Saucy, that's it? Going wild. Oh, sauce. Sauce. <laughs> Donkey sauce. Cameras going wild the whole time. The horde of reporters surprisingly irritating for Superman. He looks back to Lois, who stares at him, beholden. Mm-hmm. Captivated. But he's too anxious to say anything but... Excuse me. And then with a magnificent leap, he bounds into the sky. Everyone gasps. Some bitch. Some people scream. <laughs> Others faint. Cameras catch every moment, including Jimmy's. <gasps> my chicken and stars, Miss Lane. Oh, my God. Oh, my God, Miss Lane. Oh, my God. Wow. <laughs> we push in on Lois's wide, incredulous eyes as they watch the red streak in the sky. Yeah. A tear streams down Lois's face, and we pre-lap a truly, inc- a truly incredible sight. Just minutes ago in the center of Boston, Interior, CIA, Lex Luthor's office, day. We are tight on the video monitor as the network reporter announces, the President of the United States, flying aboard Air Force One, 
saved from certain death today by an astonishing stranger. An image of, as an image of Superman at the scene appears, and we swiftly move to reveal Lex Luthor watching with steely eyes. Beside him, Agents Gray and Burke watch him, grim, push in on Lex as he watches, then with foreboding. Well, here we go! Exterior. Now, is that a good place to stop, or do you think we should push on for a little I don't know. When did we start? Uh, We started at page 33, and we're on page 60 now. It's 5 o'clock. We started at 4 Yeah. Bear in mind, we ain't even at the halfway point. I know. Uh, let's push on a little further. Let's push on a little further. Okay. Exterior, alleyway, day. The dark brick canals of the city. In a red blur, Superman makes a quick landing. Out of breath, <clears throat> his back against a wall. He looks around. Is he f- being followed somehow? No. No. He pulls open a steel multi-lock door. Quickly peeks inside. The coast is clear. Interior, Clark's apartment day. The front door bursts open. Superman quickly enters and locks the door, still breathing hard. This is an anxiety attack. No, it isn't. Yeah. He quickly closes the blind, then pulls out at the suit. It rips off his body, landing, standing in the middle of the apartment. Smash cut to Clark Kent's bathroom. Finally. Shower. Day. Steaming shower. Clark takes a steaming shower. His heart and dong still pounding. Interior, Clark's apartment day. What? Clark sits naked on a chair, hunched over, rocking. The hell? His mind racing. Thirty minutes ago, he was sleeping, entirely unprepared for the that today was the day he would reveal himself to the world, expose himself. It's a to big the day. World. I think I'm gonna make the night low and brown. <laughs> he is a good friend. Tonight <laughs> is kind of special. And now he sits here, somehow afraid. His mind racing, knowing his life will never be the same. Then the phone rings. He looks at the phone, nervous for a moment, and then he answers it. Hello? Clark? Uh, Mom? I'm sorry. Clark? 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 17 vowels. Clark? Mom, you, you saw the news? You can't tell anyone that was me. Obvi. <laughs> you understand? No one. Will you tell Dad? And I'm going to say what it says in parentheses. Beat, comma, sad. Sweetheart... Your father's passed away. (laughs) What the fuck? (laughs) Your father's passed away. I'm a little sad about it. That's all. That's all. I'm just a little sad about it. It's kind of a bummer, you know. We're going to have that picnic, but not anymore. (laughs) I'm eat two sandwiches. What the fuck am I going to do with all that potato salad and make (laughs) it that some bitch likes? I don't even like potato salad. Look, I'm saying it. I don't care. (laughs) Shut up, Audrey. I don't like potato salad. I still Son of a bitch makes me make it every fucking week and I have to smile while he gulps it down. Fucking mayonnaise in his heart while you think you fucking died in a field. <laughs> son of a bitch. Tell leave me alone. Trying to run. Leave me alone with a goddamn adopted kid. I'm sorry, son, but that's what you are. You are. You're a fucking alien. <laughs> <laughs> Not my blood. <laughs> On Clark. The awful words. I'm landed. a clansman and a skinhead. <laughs> 
your father shaved his head. <laughs> we start to hear Chinese. It's a news broadcast. We cut to interior video monitor day. The Chinese newscast is the first of a series of international news reports. French, oh, Japanese, oh, oh, rock and roll, okay. <laughs> Russian, <laughs> Hebrew, what, no bagels? <laughs> we see the monumental impact Superman has made. Then a BBC report behind the newscaster and is a sudden image of Superman and, uh, and the words, the stranger. Audrey, uh, given American government's recent UFO revelations, he could be from another planet. Can you imagine? Regardless. In this age of hyperbole, it's refreshing to simply be honest and report that today a miracle occurred, Audrey. Nice BBC. Oh, thank you. Dead on. I'm from old London town. <laughs> London proper. I'm, I'm from Stoth and I'm from Fi- up north. I'm from Stoth and Fiddle on Spangs. <laughs> Our planet floating, exterior Earth night. Our planet floating in space. We pull away from it. As the sounds of the international newscast continue, the planet shrinks from view. The newscasts overlapping. Soon, it's a cacophony, forever transmitting into space. The sounds becoming exterior. Yispa. Oh, oh that's right. Krypton, still yeah. here. Yep. Yispa megacity. Well, look. Look. Krypton exploding has never been a really set in stone part of the Superman canon. Not at all. It's never been... Never been a big thing. Never been a big thing. Like, it's, why can't we? Yeah. Let's just keep it and why have Yispa. Not, why not me? Yispa. Megacity. Krypton Knight. The roar of a small passing spacecraft, which reveals the Megacity and it's all its hideous glory. Is that like a Star Wars shot? What do you mean? The ship vroom, yeah, revealing yeah. it in all its glory. Maybe. Are you saying it's kind of like Coruscant? Yes. Geek reference. Now. Interior, Cova Place, night. What is Cova Place? Oh, yes. Cova Place is a bar. Cova oh. Palace is a place, Jim. Cova Palace. Oh, shit, I'm sorry. I'm an idiot. God damn. What kind of a dipshit am I? <laughs> a central room of a, the Dark Palace, illuminated by the hazy city lights through, a half, through full height windows. The glossy floors and low ceilings create a slit scan look. Katazor. Si- I know. It doesn't get any smarter. Katazor sits at a small game table, flanked by two semi-clad Kryptonian famales. <laughs> What's the DM? He smokes from a Kryptonian bong. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't read this far. Uh, do we need another beer? <laughs> what the fuck? Yes. A God, yes. Kryptonian <laughs> bizong. <laughs> Uh, so from now on, it's all magic. This shit is El Cronico. Gracias, Julio. You are the man. Julio Zor. <laughs> Julio Zor. <laughs> oh, my God. Why? A Kryptonian. Well, because it wouldn't be an Earth bong. <laughs> Certainly not. <laughs> now, you're just, now who's being an asshole? You got to do something. He's just sitting there. Mm. It gets better. <laughs> smokes from a Kryptonian bong <laughs> and plays an age-old Kryptonian board game called... Oh, God. Does S- it fucking matter, JJ? Really? Sowego. Chess on four levels. The pieces hovering in space. Like Star moved, Wars. Moved with a touchpad at the bases. I love that the idea of a touchscreen was still totally formed. No, I've got a pad. Ooh. 
His opponent is a thin, brilliant, but skittish man. His name is Predius, though we won't get to know him until the next film of the series. Sure. Look at my giant balls. <laughs> there will be a second one. And there will oh. be a Kryptonian language we develop. And there will be a game we'll play. We'll market it called Swago. Swish. And then we'll have bongs with big or pictures on them. <laughs> what would a Kryptonian bong look like? I imagine a bong. <laughs> With some weird shit on yeah, it. Yeah, some weird symbols carved yeah. into it. I'm willing to bet that they would be a mix of Japanese uh, hieroglyphs and, and Cyrillic. Well, yes. I'm not working. Look, I'm not working out any fetishes here, guys. Of course not. No. Uh, um, the way Predius is dressed, it's clear he's one of the concentration camp prisoners. Katazor finally, finally finishes a turn. Pretius nervously looks on, realizing that Katazor has made a bad move. What to do? What to do? Get a clown in this concentration camp. Maybe that'll help Katazor. <laughs> hey, lady! Whoa, with the gas. Don't get on the trains! Pretius gives Katazor a slight look with his eyes. Really? <laughs> Not with his anus? He winks. Yeah. <laughs> Katazor doesn't understand at first, then realizes he's made a mistake. Katazor, as if it were his idea, retakes his last turn. Turn. Pretazor nods at Katazor's genius. Tizor enters, inspired, tasting blood. They've found the Kalel! Katazor looks up. He's been waiting for this for fucking ever. In That's one word. For fucking ever. Predis has heard this as well. He'll surely be taking information back to his people. You're both. Where? Earth. And I would like to go kill him myself. Father, please. Prego. Prego. Multe, multe, prego. Push in, Katazor, as he looks at his son, the devil himself behind those eyes. And we cut to... Exterior. Katazor's military base night. A bowl. Bowel. I thought it was bowl-shaped, but it's bowel-shaking earthquake of doubt and remorse. Impale him, assail him. With matcha truck force, he deftly maneuvers and muscles for rank. Fuel burning fast on an empty tank. Deathless and wild, he goes to the turn. His prowess is potent and secretly stern. In his mind, he's still running, still waking the grade, knowing in time that his memories will fade because he's racing and chasing and cutting the course. He's plodding and trotting and riding on his horse. Cut his the horse. sun has gone down and the moon has come up. And long ago, somebody's left. Oh, sorry. <sighs> uh, with a bowel-shaking rumble, a <laughs> combat ship. The... Uh. Te, uh, I can't read that next word. Quara takes off from an endless grammy spaceport. Needless to say, earthbound. Earthbound. It fills the frame, passing by to reveal an American flag. Oh, great. Boom. Patriarchy. Uh, I just see hate with that. Boom down. We see it's atop the pole at exterior Smallville Cemetery night. Heartbreaking. Intimate music plays over Jonathan Kent's funeral. <laughs> it would be, it would be, it'd be. <laughs> 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 
heartbreaking. A small cemetery in Smallville. On, a, on Smallville Hill, a handful of mourners. Martha leans against her tall son. Clark shelters her in his strong arms. You know, you're not my real mother. Yes. Kent's bedroom, day. The mournful music continues. As <laughs> Clark at his father's dresser. Stands at his father's dresser, staring at a framed photographs of his family. Look at that photograph. That totally, they'd be using Nickelback right now. Probably. Golden light through the window. A bittersweet moment. What's fucking sweet There's about nothing it? nothing bittersweet about it's it. Fucking anger, a heartbroken, touching, emotional moment. A moment of devastating heart, of bowel-shaking heartbreak. Yeah. Uh, Clark opens the wooden box on the dresser. Jonathan's two watches are here. Cufflinks used only once. Uh, a few half dollars, a pipe. American pipe. Earth pipe. An, an earth pipe. And an earth baseball. And a baseball. Clark picks... Oh, in, in, on Krypton, it would be called like a qualato. Oh, a quilco. It's more confounding than Klingon. Clark picks up the baseball, holds it, flooded with memories. After a beat, are you hungry? Don't get hangry. Clark turns. Martha's in the doorway. No thanks, Mom. Wistful. She moves beside Clark and looks into the wooden box of Jonathan's personal effects. Finally, it's amazing, isn't it? The things we keep and leave behind. And she's picked up a small burgundy fabric pouch with a string tie. She opens it and pours the contents into her hands. Five odd-shaped silver pieces. Don't you mean 30 for when you sold out the earth? What? With your alien child, Clark's silver, uh, Jonathan's silver pieces. This I was is, making a biblical illusion. This is complicated. <laughs> this is deep shit. Five odd-shaped silver pieces. What is that? You are 35 short. A gentleman gave us those years ago. He told us that, well... He told us where he was from. Each symbol represents a different principle. Let me see. Ouchies. One stood for courage, another for sacrifice, wisdom, faith, and love. Your father liked these. Said they reminded him about what was important. If he needed reminding. Clark stares at these pieces. Then sadly. Did dad have his radio with him? It was because of me. Me, wasn't it? Clark, what you did was wonderful. I didn't want his old ass around. Yeah, seriously, there's a lot of sausage in this town. <laughs> Time to get some of its stuff, if you know what I'm saying. Mr. Delaney, come back. I'm talking about my vagina, Clark. I'm never putting that suit on again. Martha just looks at Clark, saddened. Exterior. Washington, D.C. day, to establish prelap. What I'm proposing might seem unusual given the circumstances, but... Interior, appropriations, conference room, day. Marble columns, high ceilings, darkly lit. Lex, seated beside Director Dressler, who's visibly uncomfortable, addresses a half a dozen elderly legislators. Mounds of documents before him. Let that word resound... Dr. Luthor, you're looking for additional funding, military resources to locate and imprison this 
Stranger, as they're calling him. Yes, sir! You want to incarcerate the man who just saved the life of the president? Sir, I'd like to remind you that as much as he may look the part, the being in question is not a man. He is an alien! We don't want anything about this man. We don't know anything about this man. He could be from France, for all we know. That's right, France. If that would make it better, (laughs) sir, I promise you we are dealing with an alien, an illegal one, and he should be treated as such. His ability to fly and lift hundreds of tons should not exempt him from U.S. naturalization protocol. I assert that it is all the more reason to keep this unknown quantity in check, to examine him and keep him in custody as long as is necessary. He's got a point. Uh, <clears throat> what the hell happened? What the hell happened to your life that makes you hate aliens so much? A beat. Then read my hypothesis and ask yourself how many of our greatest enemies were once considered harmless. This stranger's motivations are unclear. It was dangerous. He may appear sympathetic. He may also be the herald of the the legislators seem to be considering this. And then? When I was a boy, my neighbor got a dog. He also gave me a bath. I was about eight. Gentle touch. Dog was a great Dane. Giant animal. Scared me to death. One day he walked up on me and mounted me. Licked my face. <laughs> you know what I didn't do? Kick him in the balls. Well, that is a delightful analogy. I scarce see how Your a dog's testicle... paranoid. This is the first real hero I've seen since Di Ma- DiMaggio. 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 Barbaric. <laughs> Giuseppe DiMaggio. <laughs> no, that wop that threw the ball. <laughs> you think I'm going to be the only one to lock him up? Threaten him with the might of the U.S. military? Not a chance. Luther feels the burn of his... Consequential rejection? Consequential rejection. Mm-hmm. He looks over at Dressler for support, but Dressler isn't on his side either. I'm sorry, Lex. He says, cut him off. You coward! Whatever, it's happy hour. Yeah. Dressler looks at Luthor. His real disdain for the doctor on the surface now. As Luthor turns to the legislator, this think for a minute about someone you love. Now understand that by doing nothing, you are killing them! Barbaric! You might be a smart man, Dr. Luthor, but you also might be insane. And you are an idiot! Dr. Luthor! I want... You will help bring this alien into custody! I want you out of this room! The only person doing this custody will be you! I didn't get a harumph out of that guy. Harumph! You watch your ass. <laughs> I demand the CIA dismiss you from active duty immediately. <sighs> session, session adjourned. Oh, damn it. Hear me. As they all turn to leave, even Dressler, behold on Luther's fu- infuriated face. Do we go to the next scene? I think we hit the next scene and we're good, probably. Yeah, that's fine. <clears throat> Superman. Lois excitedly follows Perry White through the office. He's reading her copy. The S. Yeah, I get it. I thought it'd be better than The Stranger. Do you think that's good? Don't ask me if I think it's good. You want to know what I think? This Superman walked away from this president and directly over to you. And what did you do? You shut down. You froze up. The plane was about to crash. A man was flying. I was in shock. Well, get over it. 
You should ask the guy in the tights for an interview, but he didn't. You blew it. You should have blew him. <laughs> uh, that's just itself, what... really. Yeah. Change the second inconceivable to unimaginable. Lose the first paragraph, and you don't need it. And you misspelled sinewy and valiant. I haven't proofread it yet. Well, next time, proof it. And you want to change it to former CIA director of special operations. Excuse me? Lex Luthor was just fired. I've got Griffin on it. Perry walks off. Lois's mind races. The hell was he fired for? We think that's a good place to rest? Or we need the next one? Go on. All right. Interior. Daily Planet. Later. Day. Lois has rushed over to Jimmy Olsen, who's cropping photos of Superman on his computer. A friend at the agency just said Luther was hanging, banging the war drums too loudly. The war drums are uh, an acapella group. Yeah, that's right. At the at the Pentagon. Yeah. He was banging. Eight-year-olds, dude. Eight-year-olds. He wanted to have Superman incarcerated. I'm going to D.C. Did Mr. White send you? Mm. No. I just don't trust that what Luther's going to do next. Do you still have that shotgun microphone? You actually think Luther's going to talk to you? Not knowingly. Interior, Kent's Kitchen, night. It's Hell's Kitchen adjacent. Mm Mm-hmm. Clark sits at the table, eating a sandwich. Mm. Lost in thought, he absentmindedly slides the silver pieces around on the table, arranging and rearranging them. Martha's at the sink, cleaning, as she should be. Yeah. I still meant, I always meant to learn about your our bill, how much we owe every month. Mom, I'll take care of that. Don't worry about it. Oh. I'm a demigod and can steal money from anywhere without them even knowing I was there. Oh, no, I'll just talk to Mr. Just like uh, I did with dinner and Superman 2. I'll just talk to Mr. Oh, what's his name again? Uh, I'm sure we could work something out. Oh, yeah. Be a little less rapey in front of my child this time, but, you know. I've seen Forrest Gump. <laughs> I'd ask him, he always said, one day I'll explain the whole thing. Said that 40 years. Said my female brain couldn't comprehend it. And I just smiled and nodded because if I didn't, that's when the belt would come out. Mm-hmm. He'd often use the one with the big rodeo buckle on it. That'd leave quite a mark. It'd be very difficult to explain. Of course, most people at the time wouldn't ask questions. They'd just sort of look at me and nod knowingly. Champion goat roper. Say, I wouldn't want to I wouldn't want to embarrass the family. So I just let it slide. And, you know, Jonathan, he'd be good about that. He'd just let it go. He'd forgive me. He'd, oh, he's a good man. He'd forgive me. Dead now. Dead now, dead as hell. Hope he's burning. Burning! And as Martha keeps talking, we slowly push <laughs> in on Clark. Martha's uh, voice fading as what Clark sees makes his eyes go wide. Then we see it. These five silver pieces are the negative space that make up the S on Superman's suit. Mom? Who's the man who gave you these? Oh, just the man. Chuck that check broke down one night. When? Martha walks over to Clark. I was aged ago, must be 30 years. More. He just came to us for help. He was a lovely man. She sees the S on the table and drops the glass she's drawing. Interior, Kent's living room, night. Martha goes through the photo album. Clark sits beside her. Dad had just bought a new camera. I remember we used it that night. I remember the three of us stayed up talking. He kept asking us questions about ourselves. I've never met anyone more curious here. Well, then, about midway through the night, he took me and your father's hand. He led us upstairs. (laughs) Well, what continued was the Bacchanalian festival of the flesh that would simply make Hugh Hefner's eyes 
You? Get a velveteen touch. <laughs> it was glorious. Martha found a photograph of Jonathan and Martha and Jorel. <gasps> Motherfucker! In simple American clothes. They sit at the Kent's kitchen table. Clark stares, overwhelmed. Somehow, this man's face is familiar. Tears come to his eyes. It's almost as if Martha intuits that this is Clark's Padre Biologico. Ay. Clark, what does this mean? It means that it was no accident. It means I was sent here to you and Dad for a reason. reason, as, reason. as Clark's mind tumble, Martha moves close to him, says quiet, guiltily, Father and I always told ourselves that you were here be because you were the answer to our prayers. But the, the truth is I always knew it was small. Clark, I think you were the answer to the world's prayers. <laughs> Clark looks at her, challenged and afraid. Teaching you to resist your powers the way Dad and I was did, trying to make you normal. I think that was a mistake. You didn't make any mistakes. Maybe we did. <laughs> <laughs> and, and we was always so afraid that you found out that you, you, you'd get in trouble for something and they'd take you away from us. No one's ever going to take me away from you. What I'm saying is it's okay. I'm not suggesting you give up being Clark. That's up to you. He's just always been a bit of a disappointment to me. But I think it's time for you to be true to your calling. Courage. Sacrifice. Wisdom. Faith. And love. Son, you go get that lowest lane and you save the world. Son, go save the world. As we push in on Clark's face, knowing his mother is right. And as our music starts to build, monotone, uh, momentous and powerful, we cut to... Exterior, Andy's dawn. We good? Okay. That, I'm sorry, that was a performance masterwork on all, but from all parties involved. He has a boyfriend. What? Goodness, but he's a gentleman. You can't have sex with a man. <laughs> no one's ever done that ever in the history of ever. And look, this is, this is a surprisingly big deal. Um... <laughs> So I think that about sums it up. God. If you have any questions or concerns, you can uh, you can call. Actually, I think it's time for our new outro music to go under this. Yeah, and hash, if you got questions on Twitter, hashtag Kryptonian Bong. <laughs> All right. Well, yeah. thank you for listening. And just know that uh, you can contact us at any time at www at the filmthugs at gmail dot com or thugquestions at gmail dot com for we won't know those questions so we're on the air. Yeah. Um, also we're at the film www.thefilmthugs.com. We're the film thugs on Facebook and on Twitter. Mm -hmm. um, is there anything else we really need to say on this show? Barbaric. All right, catch you next time. That shit is so inside. <laughs> <laughs>